millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Talksport Daily. Hello, happy Monday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast. With me, your host with lots and lots of hair. I look like Rapunzel at the moment now. Ridiculous. Anyway, it's Andy Goldstein here. And uh, a busy old podcast coming your way. We'll get on with it then. Yeah, I will. I'll get on with it. Uh, we begin with Tony Cascarino on the Weekend Sports Breakfast Show with Georgie Bingham. And Tony Cascarino, or Cass, as no one really calls Yeah, people do call him Cass, don't they? Cass. Oi, Cass, do you want to? Yeah. Tone? No. TC? No, just... Anyway, he was talking about Roy Keane and saying he could be funny, although he did once confront Tony in the toilet. Or TC. Or, well, it was more of a WC, actually. As much as he wanted to be ultra-professional, Roy wasn't. And especially in my early years with Ireland, Roy, Roy was a, a lively character as well. You know, he'd go out and he'd enjoy himself and his family would come up from uh, uh, from Cork to to Dublin to see games and it could be carnage and things would happen. And Roy knows all that. And he knows I know that as well. You know, things that went on within the Republic of Ireland squad and the team and the hotels and the nights out. But I say the big part is that he was unbelievably player to play with. He yeah, lifted yeah. inspired you by his performance. And I always uh, like the fact you're not afraid to say how Roy Keane was because actually I think very quite. Oh, a he's lot done of it to me. Are. He's challenged. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, he's sort of put me in position. Of, you know, I've laughed. I remember being in the airport at Heathrow and we'd gone on the the source before we were travelling to America to go to the US Cup and. Uh, Roy come up to me in the toilet and said a few words to me. It was really awkward. It was like, okay, Roy. Uh, okay. Can I, you, can I finish? <laughs> right. Um, come back and see me when you, you know, when you haven't had a bit of a skin ball. <laughs> Just, you know, like, but you knew he, there was a funny side to him as well. Do you know what? There was a, when he was in top form and his humour and he was in a good place in his head, Roy could be really funny. And you'd come back and laugh because you just said, can't believe Roy just said that. Because <laughs> it was, you know, just the way he handled conversation sometimes. Time now to turn our attention to Jim White. Jim White, he wasn't on the weekend, was he? Uh, I don't know, actually. I have no idea. But it says in front of me that Jermaine Defoe was on Jim's show. I think this was last week. I'm not sure. Anyway, Jermaine Defoe was paying tribute to the NHS on Jim White's show. My experiences, obviously, when my dad went well a few years back, um, and obviously the stuff I went through with Bradley, and you sort of, like you see it firsthand. I remember going and see my dad. This was like I'm going back like 2012. I remember I remember going to see my dad at the hospital, and I remember speaking to the doctors and obviously the nurses and just watching them, you know, day in day out how they work and and sort of like looking at the nurse and thinking, wow, I saw I saw you yesterday. You was here all day yesterday, and you're back here first thing like the next day. 
I've always sort of like known the sort of like work that they've put in, but I mean, with a situation like this, it's just like it's just gone to another level. You know, you you think that the the, the hours that they work um, and all they want to do after, you can imagine they must be exhausted. All they want to do after is try and fuel their bodies, and 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 by doing that, because you we all know that, you know, at the end of the day, if you if you don't eat and you and and, and you're not hydrated and that, your your brain your, the brain doesn't work properly. So the fact that they sort of like can't finish work and go and have a decent meal. Um, it's is quite sad to be honest. So I'd, I'd, I'd want people to sort of like bear that in mind that don't take more than you need. Now, I heard the next show and it was very, very good indeed. I was in the car dropping off some food to my mum and I remember thinking, I'll have a listen to TalkSport. And would you believe it? I tuned in to Saturday Sessions with Sam Atterface, Stuart Piss and Perry Groves. And they were looking back at Arsenal's winning league title at Anfield in 1989. Oh, did I laugh when I heard this one. And the winning goal, which I think is Arsenal's greatest goal ever for, for what it meant for like for the club, uh, and and won a, t- a title for 18 years. If you remember, Kevin Richardson took the ball off John Barnes right in the, the Liverpool's far right hand corner, and Barnes he should have run the ball yeah. to the corner, and he didn't. And he, he so Richo was one of the uh, centre midfield players, little chicken legs, right in the 91st, 92nd minute, he runs back to get the ball off of. John Barnes. If he doesn't, if that centre midfield player doesn't do that, then Michael Thomas doesn't score at the other end. And when Lukey threw it out to Lee Dixon, and then Dicko said he was running away because he didn't want the ball, he went, no, just boot it. Lukey, you you know, we've got two minutes. So Lukey said he couldn't boot it because his thigh had gone. So he throws it to Dicko. Dicko into Alan Smith. I make the run over to the uh, right hand side, in, in, go, no, going into the channel. All that was muscle memory. When you look back, all of that, we're and Stu would have done functional play in all the time, you know, shadow mm. play where the goalkeeper gets it, you throw it out to the yeah. right back. Your first look is, can I play it into the first centre forward, the second centre forward, then the winger, and then you go into midfield. So what those four players did with the ball, all did the right thing at the right time. You know, the right decision. Lukey to Lee Dixon, Lee Dixon's ball into Alan Smith, Smudge's layoff. I go over to the, like, make the run. Michael Thomas then comes and supports, gets a little ricochet. And then when he runs through, I'm standing over on the right wing and it seemed like slow motion because he's got about 35, 40 yards to go and he'd missed a sitter 15 minutes before. So he's showing big mental strength, you know, to put himself in mm. position. And as he's going through, he gets the edge of the ball. I'm, I'm not going to swear on the radar. So I'm like, all the Arsenal players on the pitch are going for, what? shoot, Tomo, you've got to shoot, you've got to shoot. And he waits and waits and waits. Then you've got Ray Houghton who's trying to chat back, you've got Alan Hansen coming in one side, Steve Nichol coming in the other, and Bruce Grobler says he thought he had Tomo because Grobler doesn't commit himself. He, he sort of stands, and Tomo waits and waits and waits, and just as Bruce Grobler goes to his right-hand side, just, you know, sort of overbalances, Tomo flicks it over him, and it's like, oh, my good God, he's just scored. <laughs> oh, my God, he's just scored. And it was a slow motion, and then Tomo run to the left, uh, at a goal, did his silly caterpillar thing. Martin knows. I run over to the Arsenal fans over in the far corner, and it's just that unexpected joy. Arsenal comes streaming forward now, and surely what will be their last attack? A good ball by Dixon finding Smith for Thomas charging through the midfield. Thomas, it's up for grabs now. Thomas, right at the end. Now, um, something that did surprise me was Danny Kelly on the final word alongside Simon Jordan. 
They were remembering Euro 96. Now, what surprises me here is that I know Danny very well and he can't even remember what he goes up the stairs for. So the fact that he actually remembered Euro 96 really did surprise me. And of course, Simon Jordan remembers it fondly that year, 1996, because of course his hair looked horrific. I mean, there were so many brilliant games in the tournament. We'll talk about Scotland. We'll talk about England's performance against Holland in just a second as well. Uh, just to make the, uh, the sort of my own stamp in the sand here. Um, I was um, working on magazines at the time, of course, largely. Um, I had Total Sport magazine on the, um, on the go. And I was still involved with the publication of Q magazine and others. Um, and so I was still very much working in the magazine industry, but I also, um, at that stage, had a show where I was sidekick to Danny Baker on Radio 1, which is hilarious. The two of us um, on a Saturday and Sunday, right in the middle of the sort of middle of the schedule, um, doing our rather ludicrous and surreal, and I hope very funny and entertaining thing um, on, on a platform that was... Not appropriate. It wasn't mainstream radio at the time, and we were getting people... It was the early days, as you say, of everyone owning mobile phones, and we'd worked out the things like you could get people to make... to record sounds live, or to, to broadcast sounds live you couldn't do before. I remember one guy uh, told us that he had a number of interesting things in his shed, including a shotgun, um, and we got him to... He had a, 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 a slot machine that he had no further use for. So he turned that on. You could hear all the sort of tinkling noise that they make, the little teeny music, and he shot it for us live on air. Um, <laughs> another, another time, we got two, two ice cream vans to meet at each end of a street like a gunfight and to play their, their jingle into a... You know, the mobile phones were still quite large in those days, but we, we got a great deal of fun out of it. And I have to say, we're also, in our own way, at the strange centre of that tournament. And Danny was great friends with Paul Gascoigne. And I remember... After the Scotland game you talked about, Simon, which was so brilliant and that fantastic goal by Paul Gascoigne on the Saturday show, Danny wanders it in the studio and he's wearing full England kit, including boots. And I said, oh, you're really getting into it. He said, no, this is the kit Gazza was wearing the other night when after the, the game against Scotland the other day. I said, no, you're having me on. And he showed me the shoulder where Paul had thrown himself to the ground after the goal, back down, I mean, onto his back, if you remember, yep. to do the dentist chair celebration. Yep. It clearly was the kit. And the boots were slightly too small for him because they were Paul Gascoigne's boots. Um, but that's just a personal um, See, I remember, memory. I remember being serious at that time and thinking, why, you know, Paul Gascoigne hanging around with these celebrity fans needs mm. to be encouraged to do things differently. And I was, I would have been probably one of those people going, why is Danny Baker hanging around with Paul Gascoigne? But that's just me being probably miserable. Uh, look, he, he, they, they were genuine friends and, um, I mean, we were, we were so lucky. Uh, when Talk Sport was still Talk Radio um, and Danny and I had a show that went on before the football matches and then after the football matches on a Saturday, Paul, who was the most famous footballer in the country, you know, used to all, often ring us up before or after his games, usually with was at Rangers at the time, just, just to talk about what he was going to do that afternoon or just to talk about what he had done that afternoon. <laughs> Back now to these Saturday sessions and uh, Stuart Robson, sorry, not Stuart Robson, um, Jonathan Pierce, sorry, not Jonathan Pierce, my mistake, Stuart Pierce, there you go. Uh, he told a story about how Bobby Robson got his name wrong. Well, it's quite easy to do, actually, isn't it? When I first got into the squad, people said to me, he said, um, Bobby sometimes gets people's names wrong. <laughs> Okay, which you know you're aware of yeah, around yeah, football, yeah. you know. And one one of the one of the uh, stories. Terry. No, no, he called me Gary. Um, 
So I and was, you thought Jack Charlton was bad, Barry. Yeah. But there was a Gary Pearce goalkeeper. At least there was another. Yeah, play. there, there was, was a tie in yeah, somewhere where yeah. he's got it. Um, only he used to call Neil Webb Stuart Webb. So, so anyway, I found this out nearly to my cost. My third cap, I was a substitute on the bench in Stuttgart playing West Germany, and he looked down and he went, "Gary, get warmed up." <laughs> And I knew he was talking to me, but I thought, I'm not going to answer him because I'm not a Gary. And then after about two minutes, I heard, Gary, get warmed up. And I thought, if I keep blanking him, I'm missing out on an England cap here. So I I said to myself from that moment on, whatever name he shouts down, I'm going to warm up. So it didn't really matter. So Gary Pearce got put on that night. So I don't know whether a full cap counts or a half a cap. I don't know. You're listening to TalkSport Daily. Now, with the Premier League currently on hold, Danny Kelly is opening up the archives, what does that even mean, to deliver the record book of Premier League seasons gone by. This week, Danny is joined by Mark Webster, the former darts champion of the world, and Adrian Clark to review the 2003-04 season. And Adrian recalls Arsenal's 4-2 win at home to Liverpool as a pivotal moment in their season. The game in itself is one of the best in recent memory for Arsenal fans. One of the greatest Premier League games at Highbury, no, no doubt about it. Um, but but it has to be put in context. Arsenal unbeaten in the league, 30 unbeaten, going for the treble. On the Saturday, they lost to Manchester United in the FA Cup semi-final. Paul Scholes scores. They're out. They've just got the double on. Expected to beat Chelsea, new money Chelsea. Wayne Bridge absolutely you know, puts a pin in the atmosphere. And, and Chelsea knock out Arsenal at the Champions League. Arsenal should have won the Champions League that year. Um, they didn't. And oh, hold it was on. All... What, what do you mean Arsenal should have won the Champions League well, that year? Well, they, were, well they, they were the best team in Europe that year, weren't they? Come on. I mean, Monaco, Monaco against Porto ended up being the Champions League final. This is, you know, we're talking about this the invincible. Jose Mourinho's Porto, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it was their opportunity. Yeah. It, was right. their, it was their window. So, But it wasn't to be. So anyway, all pressure is on. They're exhausted. It's their third huge game in a week. Lots of players injured, creaking um, at the knees. They find themselves 2-1 down at half-time to Liverpool. And the second half is... Well, it's just it was just a dream, really, for, for every single Arsenal fan. Thierry Henry just went through the gears. And you'll remember the goal, I'm sure, um, where... So basically, Perez scores just a couple of minutes after half time to level it at two apiece. Then Henri, just inside his own half, thinks, you know what? I'm going to play a bit of PlayStation football now. I'm going to have some fun. And he legs it past every single member of the team. He just waltzes all the way through, does this unreal dummy on Jamie Carragher, which it just twisted his blood. He was he was all <laughs> over the place, was was Cara, uh, and slotted it in. It was one of the goals of the season. It didn't win goal of the season, amazingly. Uh, and then he went in on completed a hat-trick before the end of the game. It was quite remarkable game. Um, in terms of, of, of the team selection, there's a little-known fact here as well. The Invincibles, OK? This, is, this was their, the, the most famous game of the Invincibles season. And it, and it included the team. I'll read out the names. Lehman, Lauren, Torre, Campbell, Cole. In midfield, Gilberto Vieira, Ljungberg and Perez out wide. Bergkamp playing off of Thierry Henry. Yeah, this this was the right. invincible team, right? It's all right. Little known fact, this was the first match that season. Good Friday that that 11 took to the field. Wow. In the Premier League. 
game. Yeah, quite remarkable, really. It's an urban myth that that was the team that that, that were in Done the whole year, you'd have thought, yeah. On their own, yeah. And they, they only appeared one more time together, and that was in the final game when they beat, beat Leicester City. So, yeah... Edu, 13 starts, Parla, 16 starts, Will Tord, Reyes, they, they all contributed massively. So, yeah, yeah. so it was, it, was an un, it was an unreal game, a sensational performance. But and Arsene Wenger later said he, he was worried that his, his team had gone, that the mentally and physically they'd hit the wall, as you do at the, at the, in the London Marathon at that sort of 20-mile mark around the Docklands. Um, that's what he felt the team had done. And somehow, within the 11 of them, they they regrouped and and they and they were galvanised and they produced one of the most amazing halves of football I've ever seen and I think a lot of Arsenal fans would probably would probably agree with that so yeah for it's, me it's, Arsenal for Liverpool too. Now on Saturday night we have a show called Fight Night with Gareth A Davis and that Northern bloke someone Blackburn I can't remember his name. Anyway they always get great guests on their show and this week was no exception. Bob Allen was on and he was talking about the fact there are no plans for Wilder Fury 3 but it will probably be in October I mean make your mind up either you've got no plans for it or you have and it's going to be in October what are you talking about Bob? We are making absolutely no plans other than to we agreed we were on a call with the BBC people and we all agreed to scrap July because we don't think it's going to be all cleared in July and even if it is you know, people may be reluctant to come to Vegas to watch the fight. So right now we're planning to do that fight uh, in uh, the fall, probably October. Now, sometimes on TalkSport, people make mistakes. They say silly things when perhaps they shouldn't do or they get the name of someone's football team wrong or you just have someone falls down or just really, really funny stuff. And what happens is people send it to Hawksby and Jacobs, almost like a grass would. And they go, oh, I heard Alan Brazil say chocolate when he said they said Cheltenham. And then what Hawksby and Jacobs do is they listen to all the clips and they go, yeah, actually, he should have said Cheltenham, he said chocolate. Let's put it into Clips of the Week. Well, all of those things are in Clips of the Week. I've told you that already. Have a listen. These are this week's. And, of course, you can hear the full Clips of the Week on the podcast, which is published every Friday evening. Simply called... Oh, yeah, Clips of the Week. Here's Nigel Botherway on Fisherman's Blues now, reading a text. I've just had a good morning message from Les Weber of Angling Projects who says, uh, Morning, Nigel, sitting on Lake Riviere in France with you-know-who. No, we don't. You've got <laughs> to give us more than that, Nigel. <laughs> You've got to give us more than that. I like a quiz, though. We can, is it a, I'd like a quiz, even when it's not a quiz. Now, uh, all us talk sport presenters are fueling our shows in different ways during this lockdown. Us with uh, cups of tea, Big Alan with his special coffees, and uh, as for Jim White... For everybody at home, just in case you're wondering, we are all well spaced out here in this studio. <laughs> well, OK. I just... When I, I saw Jim I the other day i just thought they were i just thought they were regular mushrooms i just thought he was gonna have a cooked breakfast i had absolutely no idea but uh, so now we know well that's it for another podcast today good work everyone well done yes uh, pat yourselves on the back a reminder not that you know i'm so getting bored of even saying this line Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Do I need to say, why don't I just call it the ASA? ASA. Uh, reminder, ASA. I'll just say that. Reminder, ASA. And then you know it's you can download it from Acast, Spotify, or Apple Podcast. Just reminder, 
ASA. A-S-A. Yeah? Or uh, A-S... I've already done that, haven't I? A, what other ones? Uh, S-A-A-S-A. Sa, sa. No, it doesn't. A-S-A is probably good. A-S-A. Asa, remember Asa, everyone. Asa. And I'll just say that now at the end of every show. Thanks for listening. Asa. And then you go, oh, yeah, yeah. Acast, Spotify, and Apple Pods. Anyway, what am I talking about? Oh, yeah, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Uh, reminder that tomorrow night, or tonight, what am I talking about? Well, and tomorrow, but it's Monday now. So tonight, tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday, so every night this week, apart from Friday, I'm back on TalkSport from 10pm for more of the same nonsense that we usually do in the sports bar alongside that fellow with the massive head, Jason Cundy. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Try and have a good day if you can. You know, be positive. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. That's quite important. Wash your hands. Stay indoors. Again, another important thing. And be safe. And we'll get through this together, gang. Oh, yes, we will. Have a good day. Wash your hands. Don't speak to anyone. Don't look at anyone. Be safe. Just do whatever you need to do to get through it, gang. Good work. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.